your neighbor, give me some room. I'm just getting started in here. If you only knew what he did for me, if you only where he brought me from, you'd understand my praise. You'd understand why I dance. Somebody give him a prize in this place. Yeah! What it done for me When I think about Jesus How he saved set me free Can dance, 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 dance I can dance, 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 one more chance and she showed up in the house of the Lord on Mother's Day 
and first lady in the middle of preaching stopped and began to prophesy and said I'm speaking to somebody right now and when she began to preach Sister April said that was the word I was needing from God she went back home and told her husband that God had spoke to her he said if God showed up like that we both need to go to church they were here last Sunday they were here this Sunday and this morning she was baptized in Jesus name and filled with the Holy Ghost I think we ought to give God a great big praise in this place somebody shout up in this house live 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 Live, 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 live. Live, 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 live. Live, 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 live. Live, 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 live. Live, 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 live. Live, 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 Just to let the devil know I'm still breathing I'm still alive I'm still living for God I'm still in this place we about to turn this over to the preacher tonight uh, y'all just stay worshiping uh, it's so good to have brother Jonathan McFarland with us this morning and tonight all the way from Georgia and it's so good to have uh, Seth and Jen Worthen from Murfreesboro Illinois with us and their babies Avery Agnes uh, and Silas give them a great big welcome uh, to Sunday Night Live are you ready for your breakthrough are you ready for your breakthrough then open up your mouth and shout with the voice of triumph come on somebody give God a big hand praise can you give God a shout of triumph if you're victorious and powerful, shout it to God with all that you have. Throw up your hands and shout, 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 shout for the goodness of the Lord and the power that he has. His name is worthy to be praised. When you begin to praise him, deliverance comes down. 
When you begin to praise Him, healing comes down. Is there a praise Him in the house of the Lord? Come on, give God a shout of praise. High five your neighbor and tell him the Lord is in the house. Amen. And we want to be where he is. Oh, hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. The name of the Lord is worthy to be praised. Somebody say he's worthy. Hallelujah. Give God a big hand praise right where you are. Amen. God bless you. Amen. We are grateful. Amen. To be here once again. Amen. Sunday Night Live. Amen. You know, when we go somewhere, we like to go back and take something in. I see all these ties being thrown up here. I think we're going to have to start doing that. I'm going to tell them I got it from the Rock Church back over there in Florida. Amen. Amen. But I feel right at home because you all like to have church just like we like to have church. And I believe our God is a living God. Therefore, if he's alive, we got to act alive. I said if he's alive, we've got to act alive. He can't be alive and we act dead. It doesn't match with him. We've got to be alive because he's alive. Somebody shout hallelujah. Amen. We are grateful, amen, once again, your hospitality. Amen. Amen, my brother, Bishop Williams. Amen, his wife. Amen. God bless your band. Amen. God bless all them. Hallelujah. I didn't think there was a band like our band back home, but amen. You guys are right there with us. Amen. <laughs> They know how to have church, too. God bless all the singers. Amen. What a mighty God we serve. Hallelujah. I'm grateful for my wife. Amen. She is here. Pastor asked if she want to say some words, but she's shy. Amen. So she just waves over there. Amen. But she is grateful to be here. Amen. And we are thankful. Amen. My God is a good God. My God is a good God. Amen. God bless the one that got baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost this morning. Amen. That ought to bring excitement inside of your soul. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are thankful. Amen. I want to preach what the Lord has laid in my heart. Amen. I believe that we need a word from God like we've never needed one before. We have to survive and live off of his word. It is power unto our life. Now I want to read from two portions of scripture. From Galatians chapter 6, verse 17, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8 to 9. I'm going to ask if you would stand for the reading of his word, amen. How many know his word is precious? In Galatians chapter 6, verse 17, it says, From henceforth, let no man trouble me, for I bear in my body the marks, the scars, of the Lord Jesus. One more time. From henceforth, let no man trouble me, for I bear in my body the marks, the scars of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8 to 9, it says, We are troubled on every side, 
yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. I don't know about you, but that ought to fire somebody up in the Holy Ghost. Sometimes you gotta tell the devil that sometimes. I'm troubled on every side, yet I'm not distressed. I am perplexed, but I'm not in despair. Persecuted, but I'm not forsaken. Cast down, but I'm not destroyed. I still gotta shout. I still gotta praise. I still gotta worship. I still gotta dance because I'm alive. I'm alive in the Holy Ghost. If that's you, somebody shout unto God right now. Hallelujah. He's talking about this. I want to talk to you about it for a moment. I want to preach on this subject. Scars of victory and not defeat. Scars of victory and not defeat. I don't know. I want to feel at home, but am I preaching to broken people today? Am I preaching to scarred people today that can say I've been scarred, but I'm still here? I've been bruised, but I'm still here with my hands raised, with my mouth open because I survived it all. I lived through it all, and I'm here to tell about it. I'm here to shout about it. I'm here to praise about it. If that's you, throw up your hands. And for one minute, give God your best praise right now. Hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Scars of victory and not of defeat. I want to relate to you the power or the meaning of a scar. Scars represent something. Scars represent a time in your life where it was a great pain that you might have went through. Scars represent a time and a situation that you were bruised and battered. What it is is a reminder of something painful that has happened to you. Scar is a reminder of a hurtful time in your very life. This is what Paul is bringing out. Begins to talk about painful times within his life. And in this he's telling and he's talking about how he bears the marks of Jesus Christ upon his body. It is a reminder to him that because of this, it is worth it all. Sometimes you may not understand it, why you have been through what you've been through. Sometimes you can't add it all up together. Sometimes it's like a puzzle of a bunch of pieces mixed everywhere. 
But I want to tell you today that by the time God gets done in your life, the puzzle will be put together and you shall be anointed from on high. You shall have a story of power. You shall have a story of glory unto the Lord for what God has done in your life. Somebody shout hallelujah. Therefore, it is a time of pain. It's a time of hurt that has happened within your very soul. When I look even at myself, there are, I believe I had stitches, cuts on me and my body seven or eight times. My hands alone, I can count three different incidences that something has happened. And I had cut my hands open. And because of that, I remember the pain that I had went through. For example, I got about an inch scar on my first finger right here. This scar is a reminder that there was one evening when I was lost in the world that the cops were running and looking for us. And me and a couple of friends had broken into a place. We had jumped over about an eight, ten foot fence that had sharp pieces on the top. When I had jumped over, I had hung, but I had slipped. And the top of that fence got caught in my finger and ripped it right open. Every time I see that and I feel that, it is a remembrance of what I had been through. It is a remembrance of the pain that was a time of when the enemy had me bound. It was a remembrance of a time when the devil thought he had me. It was a remembrance of a time when the devil had his foot upon my throat. It was a remembrance of a time when the devil would attack and abuse me. But I'm here today to say that that's not the case no more. For now, he is under my feet. And now he is under your feet. There is no power given to him. The only power that he has is the power that you give him. But I made up my mind today. I give him no power. I give him no authority. He has no control over my life. He has no power over my life. Is there anybody here that I'm preaching to that can say I got scars of how the devil used to have me? But these scars tell a story that who the son of man has set free he is free indeed I remember the day I couldn't shout like I wanted to I couldn't raise my hands like I wanted to I couldn't praise like I wanted to oh but look what the Lord has done who am I preaching to right now that can say he brought me a mighty long way? He brought me a mighty long way. If that's you, shout hallelujah. Come on and shout hallelujah. It's a reminder of the scar. This is what Paul is bringing out. He's talking about the scars that represent an affliction. Jesus even brings it out. And he talks about the physical scars that were upon his body. The nail prints in his feet and in his hands. The sword that went through his side. He is saying, it is a scar that is upon my body. That I didn't do it in vain. But I did it for you. I did it so you can have life. I did it 
so you can walk in this house and throw up your hands despite what the devil says. The devil can say you got no right. You got to sit there and shut up. But is there somebody here that can look back at the devil and tell the devil you shut up? You sit down, but I will worship God. The blood of Jesus has set me free, and now I got power inside of my very soul. Somebody shout hallelujah. It is a scar that was upon him, and it is a scar that was upon his body. But I want to relate to you a deeper scar. I want to relate to you a scar that if you can imagine the Lord Jesus as he walked with his disciples, as he talked with them, as he broke bread with them, as he ate with them and fellowship with them, that they're in cases, they turned and they denied him. When they asked, do you know him? They looked and said, we don't know him. One even cursed and said, I don't know what you're talking about. We don't know him. Just for a moment, can you imagine how the Lord must have felt? Feeling that all that I have done, my life that I have given, my time I have spent with you. And now you have turned and forsaken me. There is a scar that goes deeper than the one on my finger. But when you have been emotionally scarred, when you have been eternally scarred, you are talking about a situation that is much deeper than what I'm talking about. Somebody shout hallelujah. And that is the worst type of scar. The scar that happens within you may be able to relate scars on the outside of your body. But there is no deeper scar than the scars that happen within. When somebody has abused you. When somebody has talked about you. When somebody has dismantled your name and judged you and criticized you and talked bad about you and you didn't do nothing wrong and you walk in the room and everybody be quiet and they look at you because here you come and you know you haven't did nothing. I'm talking about an emotional scar that works down on the inside. But I'm glad today because I'm surrounded by people that are like me. I'm scarred all up in the inside. But they're not scars of defeat. But they're scars of victory. That can say the Lord has brought me. The Lord has brought me out. The Lord has made a way for me. That's what I'm talking about today. Somebody shout hallelujah. It is that eternal scar that goes on inside of somebody's soul. It is a scar of like a story I heard about an adopted girl that went to her foster parents. And they had brought her in. And it talked about the abuse that happened to her. They abused her physically. They abused her mentally, verbally, every which way a man, and they abused her. And as they examined and talked to her, investigated about the situation, she began to tell them how different scenarios of what had happened to her. And she said, yes, they would get the cigarettes and put them out on my arm. And put them out on my legs. And they would put me in freezing cold water. And sometimes even hot boiling water. They would abuse me in such a way. But she said, out of all the physical abuse that happened, 
She said the thing that would bother me and hurt me the most is that when they would stand me before the television and my foster parents would tell me how dumb I was and how ugly I was and how I would never make it in life and you would never be nothing and they would talk to me this way. And she said I could handle the pain on the outer side of my body. But it was the words that crushed me deep down inside. It was the words that I walked around school and I couldn't function in college. And it haunted me when I began to work because it would haunt me the scars that they talked about me and how I was. She said that was a thing that used to just devastate my soul. Not so much what they did on the outside, but the words that they used in the inside that, bur that burdened me and that cast me down and almost destroyed my very soul. It is not only that, but it is sometimes in our walk with God that sometimes it will seem that we'll, we'll, we will be offended. And it's not offenses of people, but sometimes the offenses will come because we feel like God has done us wrong. Like, God, I've given you all that I had. Why am I in this place? I served you with all I have. And why am I in this condition? Has anybody here ever been offended by God? Has he ever seemed like he turned his back on you? And you didn't know where he was at. You didn't know where he was doing. And all you could do was cry and say, where are you, God? That was a bruise and a scar on the inside. I remember a specific time in our life. My sister Baby was a baby. My older brother Israel, my sister Deanna, and Baby was the youngest. Her name was Priscilla. About the age of about 33, they had found and diagnosed cancer inside of her. Now, 33, we had heard the news, and it was devastating. We knew only one thing that to do, and that was to go into fasting and prayer. That was to believe that God would make a way. That the same God that it would preach about, about healing and deliverance, would be the one that would raise her from that deathbed. And we prayed and we fasted. Now I went and fasted 23 days. I fasted and prayed before God so that God would heal her. We did everything we could. We anointed handkerchiefs. Congregation was on the platform praying and anointed handkerchiefs. We went and laid it on her body. Everybody that had the faith was laying hands and believing that God would heal her and restore her. But the day came where God didn't do that. God decided to take her home. And in that case and in that time, there is something that happens inside. It feels as though you're scarred and you're bruised. Because I began to say, God, how can I go up and preach about a healing God that seemed like he forsake my baby sister. How can I sing about a God that is a healer and that nothing is impossible for him when he did not come through, when you did not come through? I'm being real today. Is there anybody that seems like you've been hurt? It seemed like it didn't come when it ought to come. And now you're stranded and you're stuck in a situation. 
and I felt this, and a burden in my soul. Now I remember dealing with these things, but I remember there was a fight inside of me because I realized that there was a trying of my faith. See, faith is not real when you got money in your pocket. Faith is not real when you're driving your nice car. Faith is not real when you got everything just the way it should be. Faith is not real when everything is just right. But let me tell you what true faith looks like. True faith looks like when you got no reason to praise God. But you still lift up your hand and you praise God anyway. Faith still looks like when you got no reason to shout. But you open up your mouth and you shout anyways. When you got no reason to run. But you run the aisles anyway. That's what faith looks like. That's what true faith is. Who am I preaching to right now that can be a witness? That is what faith is. Anybody can shout when it's good. Anybody can shout when it's best. Anybody can shout when you got money. But it takes great faith when you got nothing. But you can still lift up your hands. You can still open up your mouth and declare, my God is a good God. That is what faith is, looks like. And is there somebody here that has that type of faith? It's not good right now. It don't look good for you. But that doesn't stop you. You still got to worship. You still got to praise. You still got to cry unto the Lord. Great is your faith. That's what great faith looks like. Great faith looks like when you got no reason, but you still do it anyways. Faith looks like you got no reason to shout, but you do it anyways. Because my circumstance, it doesn't matter. What matters is I got faith in God. Weeping may endure for a night. But joy shall come in the morning time. Weeping may endure for a night. But joy shall come in the morning time. That's what your faith looks like. Your faith says God shall see me through. Somebody clap your hands and shout hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. That's what great faith looks like. It looks like when you got no reason, but you're still worshiping. You're still praising God. Ushers can't sit you down because you feel like running the aisles. That's what I'm talking about. You don't got much money, but such as I have, I'm going to lay it down because I believe he's going to make a way. I believe in the open door. He shall make a way. Somebody shout hallelujah. And it is times in those areas when you are scarred, when you are left with nothing. And it seems as though there is no hope. 
It seems as though there is no restoration. It seems as though there is no healing. It seems as though there is no help. It seems as though everybody or nobody can help you. It seems as though you're in an island all by yourself. It seems like you can't have the words to describe what's going on in your life. But I'm here to tell you that that's the perfect time that you see God more bigger than he's ever been in your life. That's the perfect hour that God becomes real inside of your soul. Is there anybody here that wants the realness of God that can say, God, be real inside of my soul? And this is the good news. The good news is, is that we still serve the mighty God. We still serve the mighty counselor. We still serve the prince of peace. We still serve the great I am. We still serve the healer of all infirmities. We still serve the doctors of all doctors. You don't think the devil has tried to shut my mouth over and over again. But you know what I say? I got faith in God. You can't shut me up. You can't sit me down. But I will worship God. I will bless the name of the Lord. Somebody shout hallelujah. Oh, clap your hands unto the Lord. And all you need is one touch from the master's hand. I don't care what you've been through. You may have suffered abuse. You have been and suffered craziness that has happened in your life. You didn't deserve it. It wasn't supposed to happen to you. You don't know why it happened to you. But can I tell you, I firmly believe that since I was a boy, the enemy tried to attack me. And I believe the reason why he attacks people is because he knows they're going somewhere. He knows they're about something. See, if you're not about nothing, the devil ain't going to mess with you. But if you're somebody going somewhere, the devil's going to try to stop you. But is there anybody here that can say, you're not going to stop me. You're not going to close my mouth. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. You're not going to sit me down. You're not going to shut me up because I believe I'm going greater. I'm going higher. Is there anybody here that wants to go higher? Come on, shout higher. Shout higher. Shout higher. Shout higher. Rock Church, you're going higher. Shout higher. So the scars in your life, the scars inside of you, it does not show you one thing. It shows you where you have been. That's all it says. But it does not stop you from where you are going. It just shows you where I have been. I have been through the muck and the mire. I have been bound by the powers of the enemy. 
I got scars to prove it, but that doesn't mean the story is over. God is the author and the finisher of my faith. So rejoice not over me, my enemies. For when I fall, I shall arise. When I fall, I shall arise. Is there somebody here that can say, I'm getting back up again. I'm getting back up again. I'm getting back up again. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Give me one minute. I got to just praise him. See, you don't know what the Lord has done in my life. You don't know my story. That's why I don't criticize my shouting. Don't criticize my praise. You don't know what he's done for me. Just like I don't know what he's done for you. But I know one thing. The Bible says to him that much has been done. He loves much. He worships much. He praises much. He dances much. He shouts much. Why? Because the Lord has done great things in my life. If God has done something great in your life, 30 seconds, raise your voice and give God. Let all the scarred people give God a shout. Let all the bruised people give God a praise that says I'm scarred but I still got victory. I've been broken, but I'm still blessed. I'm still blessed. I'm still called of God. I'm still anointed of God. Who am I preaching to? Shake your neighbor's hand and tell him I'm scarred, but I'm victorious. He reminds me of a story. A man went to run a marathon. And when he went to run the marathon, he had just previously, months or a year before, had open heart surgery. And when he went to sign up to say, I want to run this marathon, they looked at him from behind that table that were signing up names. And they could see the scar that went from his throat area down his chest. And when they seen that scar, they told him, sir, we don't think we can allow you to run this race. Because of the scar that we know we see in you. We know something has happened. And we don't think you can do it. And he looked at them. Do you not know the devil looks at us that way? And says, I see scars of what you've been through. 
I see pains of what you've been through. And I don't think you can run this race. You're too broken. You're too messed up. Your heart's been bruised. You've been battered and shaken. And all hell is trying to tell you, you can't do it. You're no good. You can't serve God. You can't run the race. But the Bible says, the race is not given to the swift nor to the strong but the race is given to the one that endures till the end I come to preach to somebody don't give up just yet you may be bruised you may be scarred but run your race run your race run your race I wonder is there any runners in the house that can run your race, that can run your race. Don't count me out. I've been bruised, I've been battered, but I'm gonna run my race, I'm gonna run my race. Oh, are you ready to shout? I'm getting ready to shout. Is there any runners in the house that can say, don't give up on me, I'm running my race. If that's you, one, two, three, shout. The devil's looking at you. He's saying you're too scarred. You're too broken. You don't got a right to be up here. You don't got a right to be rejoicing. I know what's been done in your life. I know the pain that you've been through. But I come to tell somebody, the best time to praise God is when the devil's been talking to you. How many broken people do I have in the house? How many bruised people? Don't be ashamed of what you've been through. Don't be ashamed of what you've been through. You gotta throw it back in the devil's face and say, I know I've been through a lot, but the Lord has made a way. The Lord has brought me out. Somebody shout hallelujah. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in the house. I feel like God's going to mend somebody's heart today. I feel like God's going to touch somebody's mind today. I feel like God's going to restore somebody today. If you want it, shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Listen, the scars, the scars that used to happen to people, it often happened because they were prisoners. They were slaves and they would take them and they would brand them like cattle. They would mark them as to say, you're my possession. You belong to me. And every scar that you've been through, that's what the devil tried to say. I scarred you because you belong to me and you can't do nothing about it. But there's one problem. There's something greater than a scar and a branding. 
and that is the precious blood of Jesus. It's the precious blood of Jesus that washes you out of the snow. It's his precious blood that has covered you. You don't gotta be afraid no more. You don't gotta be afraid no more. But realize you've been covered by the blood. Somebody shout the blood. Shout the blood. Shout the blood. In other words, I believe the enemy attacked you, bruised you, and scarred you to leave you dead. To leave you with no hope. To leave you walk in house God, in the house of God with your head down, feeling like you can't do it. I can't make it. I'm messed up. I've talked to people that way. I'm too messed up. What can God do for me? What can God use me for? I'm too messed up. God can't do nothing with me. But I'm a witness that the lower you've been in life, the higher God will take you. I said the lower you've been in life is the higher God's going to take you. So don't worry about how low you've been. But know one thing, the Lord shall exalt you. The Lord shall lift you up. And he left you for dead. Just like the man on the side of the road. He was scarred and bruised. And the enemy has scarred and bruised many of us. And left us for dead. But if I could use the words that my dad used to preach. He would say half dead isn't good enough. That means you should have killed me when you had the chance. You should have killed me when you had the chance. But you left me half up. And since you didn't kill me, I'm going to shout again. Since you didn't kill me, I'm going to praise again. Since you didn't kill me, I'm going to dance again. Is there somebody here? Is there somebody here that can say, I'm still alive? Oh, we're getting ready to have a test right now. I want to see how many alive, scarred people that are still alive in the Holy Ghost. Musicians, are you ready? I'll tell you why. Because after all you've been through, how has hope and wish that you would lay down and just die right there? They don't want no noise coming from you. They don't want no hands raised coming from you. They want you to sit there and be still because your lack of praise tells the devil, I got power over you. But is there anybody here that can say you got no power over me? I can shout like I want to. I can dance like I want to. I can praise like I want to. Where's all my dancers at? Where's all my dancers at? Where's all my worshipers at? Where's all the praisers at? That can say I'm still alive. I'm still alive. 
I bruised and scarred, but I'm still alive. I'm still alive. I'm still alive. We're getting ready to do it right now. We're getting ready. Somebody's getting ready to shout their hair down right now. Listen, there was a story of September 11th of when the buildings had come down and collapsed. When that had happened, fire engines and the paramedics, firemen were there. They went to go and see what, it, what was there and if anybody was alive. Do you know the one thing that they were looking for? It was not the smell. It was nothing. It was not uh, what they had seen. You know what they were looking for? They were looking for what they could hear. So in the middle of all that rubble, in the middle of all that chaos, they said they went by one area and they could hear somebody crying out, I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm still here. And I believe I'm talking to somebody right now. You've been underneath the rubble. But you know what you're saying right now? You're telling the devil. You're telling God, I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm still here. I still got to praise. I still got to worship. I'm still here. for your neighbor if you're gonna praise them praise them if you're gonna dance dance if you're gonna shout shout are you ready one two three shout don't make no noise dead people don't move a muscle dead people don't raise their hands because you're dead underneath the rubble but I wonder for the next minute if you've been scarred and bruised but you still got goods inside of you you still want God to move in you at the count of three I want you to get alive in the Holy Ghost and tell all hell I'm still alive. Are you ready? One, two, one, two, three, shout. I'm scarred. I'm bruised. But I still gotta praise. I still gotta praise. I still gotta praise.
I'm not wrong by saying this, but there was a song I used to listen to that would say the words were, no parking on the dance floor. <laughs> that means if you don't know what God has done for you and how he's brought you out, then go stand on the side somewhere. But this next shout is for all the broken and scarred people that said the Lord has brought me out. I want you to find your way in the middle right here. Come on, hurry, hurry, hurry. Come and get in the middle. Are you ready, musicians? Now, if you haven't been through nothing, I don't blame you for not praising God and shouting. You know why I love my brother, my brother's worship and praise? Because I know his testimony. I know what the Lord has done for him. That's why when I see him dance and shout, it makes me want to dance and shout. And we're all going to dance and shout together because the Lord has done something for us. The Lord has brought us out. Are you ready one more time? At the count of three, we're scarred, we're bruised, but we still got victory. We still got victory. Are you ready? One, two, three, shout. Let nothing hold your praise. Praise him. 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 by your praise your praise says a story your praise says something because of what you've been through it says I've been through too much just to be quiet I've been through too much just to stand still I've been through too much just to leave my hands down but when I think of the goodness of Jesus You got 20 more seconds. If 
you're gonna shout, shout. If you're gonna pray, pray. If you're gonna dance, dance. But in the name of Jesus, not by power, not by might, but by your spirit, saith the Lord, let deliverance come now, salvation now, freedom now, now, now. Come on, everybody, lift up your voice and shout for her, shout for her, shout for her, shout for her. Lift up your hand right now. Listen, I feel the next few moments that God has talked to somebody. I don't know what you've been through. I don't know what has happened in your life. I don't know the scars and the bruises that have been upon you. I don't know the afflictions that have been inside of your soul. Only you know and God knows. But I know one thing, that there is a healer that can reach down inside of a wounded heart and inside of a wounded mind and can begin to repair and restore. How do I know? Because he did it for me. He did it for me. And what he's done for me, he can do for you. There's one more thing that I want to tell you. The reason why you've been through what you've been through is because how can you be a witness of a God that can heal deep within unless it happened to you? When God uses a person, almost every time he uses a person, it's a person that has been so broken that they're left to almost nothing. And the reason why is because God will use that person to manifest his glory into other people. 
and other people will be touched. And what I'm trying to tell you is all you've been through is not in vain. God's going to use your testimony. God's going to use your testimony for somebody else. But listen to me. They're getting ready to sing right now. I can see people with the tears falling. Hands over your face. God's touching you. I don't know what you've been through. I don't know what has happened. I don't need to know. I've just been sent by the Lord to tell you that you're still good in the eyes of God. That God's still going to use you. Everybody lift up your hand right now. Open up your mouth as they begin to worship. I want you to begin to give God your best praise right now. Begin to tell him, here I am, God. I'm broken in a thousand pieces. I'm bruised. Victory belongs to Him. I'm bruised, God. I'm broken, God. But Lord, you can use me. Find my 